When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert. On this channel, we talk Kanye West and <laughs> we're getting into it. I've given it a few days because I wanted to see more information come out. If anything more did come out, kind of let the story get some shape of it before we started diving into it. We've been making yay related content in case you're new to the channel since 2015 in podcast form, since 2018 in YouTube form. So we've been through a lot of these uh, controversies. 2016 comes to mind, 2018, like beginning of the year and the end of the year, 2020, 2021, 2022. And uh, we've reacted early to a lot of things and that always upsets people. And we've taken time with some things and that upsets people. And it's a very difficult thing to discuss because when things are just kind of moving along and good we're providing contextual objective information most of the time right with a fan twist like knowledgeable for the fans by the fans uh, but still trying to have some kind of context to everything nuance to the conversation uh, some journalistic aspects to what we do and then when the controversies happen if you maintain that tone it just cannot go well <laughs> because people are so passionate about it. They view a little bit of like objectivity in it as a betrayal. Either way, right? If somebody disagrees and we're not immediately condemning him, how dare we? And if somebody agrees and we're not in line with him, how dare we? And people get very mad about it and there'll probably be comments down below of people very mad about it and it happens every time this happens it's uh i want to please everybody in terms of reaction and i like to think i try to cover all bases and positions and just kind of give context to things but it still manages to upset people and it makes like these times uh kind of disappointing, not just in the fact of like, oh, it's the controversy and it sucks to see like an artist and a person that we all love uh, be in the midst of all of this, but also just it's like a lose, lose, lose in terms of discussion about it since we can't please everybody because we're not going to be as all in as some people are and want everybody else to be. And we're not all out the way that some people are and what everybody else to be. In 2018, when Ye put on the hats or when he went to TMZ and I didn't stop the podcast, I didn't stop the YouTube, I had friends that were legitimately, legitimately dismayed and disappointed. How could I? How could I? And then when I didn't give full political support to Ye when he ran for president, there were people that were really upset. How dare I? How could I? Fake fan. You know, <laughs> using Ye's name for my advantage, it's, it's difficult when these things happen to make content for people because people are so caught up in it and they can't really rage either way and making 
content about it with a comment section gives people the opportunity to rage. <laughs> so we've already gotten some very like heated and pointed reactions from people over this time. So we're going to dive into it, but I don't know if this is going to be the video that a lot of people hope it will be either way. Like our, our job is like, yay scholars is to kind of document this stuff and give context and talk about it and bring some perspective to it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to share your entire perspective on it. And I respect that you'll feel differently than me about it. And I hope you can respect that I may not feel exactly the same as you on either way of which we land. So please keep that in mind. I know there will be people who won't keep that in mind and you'll see them in the comments, but you know, the people that I'm saying it to that will listen to it probably don't need it said to them. And the people that I'm saying it to that need to hear it probably won't listen to it. Anyway, I wanted to get that preamble out of the way. So this was the start of Yeezy season nine. It's in this beautiful space uh, that apparently another big fashion house had showed in previously. You know how Ye is with his uh, samples, references, interpolations. It's not just in music. It's also in fashion as well. And he had these guests uh, lined up mostly down below photographers, uh, media. And then in this upper level, it was more of the invitees, the fashion people, the celebrities. And Ye gave about a six minute speech. Uh, there was this projection on the wall behind, which was pretty cool. And he talked a lot about racism in fashion and the way in which he and other black designers have really since 2007, when they first arrived for Paris Fashion Week, uh, there's that infamous photo of Ye and a lot of the Chicago crew showing up and they're all decked out in clothes that seem kind of like silly in hindsight, but were very fashionable in that 2007 period. Um, they're showing up like ready to make a splash. And Ye talks about the difficulties that he had faced in that time uh, that his contemporaries that aren't like white designers have faced in that time and that no longer this is a new movement. He's the leader. Things are changing. This is a, uh, a momentum shift, right? But while he's saying all this, he's wearing a shirt that is going to prove very controversial and started to give people a lot of, wait, is he wearing that? Uh, the shirt in question, of course, is the White Lives Matter shirt that has been mostly the talk of the season. And that's something that he even alluded to in not the shirt specifically, but that Yeezy season four. And I was actually surprised that he went so far in on Yeezy season four. Um, when Yeezy season four happened, I think the show started like two to three hours late and everybody was sitting outside in the heat. Models started fainting. There was a lot of anger about it, especially because it was on an island so far away from the Midtown area. So all of these people went away from New York Fashion Week, came out to this island because Ye was showing, and Yeezy Season 3 was such a big success. And then for it to start as late as it did, have the issues with the models, people tore it apart. They were upset at Ye, so they took it out on the show. And Ye, I thought maybe would have been a little more understanding of the 
the time it took for the show to start. I remember waiting for it to start and the comments that people had on our Kanye at the time, since West Sub ever did it exist and on Twitter. And there was just a lot of people being like, when is this gonna start? When is this gonna start? And we've seen it with his listening parties, right? Two hours, three hours late. Uh, but in the fashion industry, people were just like hugely upset by this because they had other commitments and other things to do, but they felt like they were kind of captured by Ye since they couldn't be the ones that missed the show. And Ye brought that up and just said, you all tore me apart for that. You didn't focus on the clothes at all. You looked for anything wrong with it and you focused on that. And you need to stop doing that. Other shows have started late, which I don't know enough about the fashion world to know how late shows start. Is it something where they start 30 minutes late, an hour late? Is two hours kind of normal sometimes for a show? I don't know. Is it just five minutes? But he said he's seen other shows start late and never get the kind of reaction that he got that day. So that was still weighing on his mind and really was like the last major show he had kind of put on, even though Yeezy season eight was kind of a show it wasn't the same fanfare as that or this so he called that out and really put an emphasis on the fact that you all focus on the worst thing possible rather than talking about the items themselves and then the exact same thing went down <laughs> because of the shirt that he's wearing everybody's been talking about the shirt nobody's really been talking about the clothes or reviewing the clothes and the performance itself it had this uh sunday service choir at the very beginning it was the kids choir and then more of the adults kind of showed up with jason white's a familiar face for anybody that's watching sunday service leading the way uh some of the songs were really beautiful i thought a few of them kind of settled into the same pattern for too long. Um, I would like them to either move on to the next song or <laughs> the the monk-like meditation aspect of just repeating the same kind of thing over and over after four minutes. I'm like, change it up, new song. I don't know, but it was still like really nice, a great experience for the kids, I'm sure, to be singing in that event and really is in line with what Ye is talking about a lot lately with the future, the youth, and really trying to give opportunities to kids. Um, and then they had this like cool thing going on with the clothes when they finally started showing the clothes where each of the models would appear on screen like this before walking out. So you get this um, kind of splintered, fractured look at all the clothes and then the model would go walking around the space um, like, like this. And this is actually Selah marley lauren hill's daughter uh who's been who's been going through as well as she's wearing the same shirt as yay and uh people have been asking her what's it mean what's it mean and she's been trying to get yay's attention about it but <laughs> has not succeeded in getting him to collaborate on an explanation uh he had posted her text message we'll find it in a second but uh, the show had some really interesting looks, I thought. You can see Yeezy page here has all of the different looks. It's very much uh, Yeezy Gap, engineered by Balenciaga kind of pieces, but he did this with Shane Oliver, who does Hood by Air, so there's differences in it. If you've looked at previous Yeezy seasons, you can see some of the influence from, like, this dress could have been something that was out of Yeezy season one, two, three 
kind of things. So there's some familiar looks, but updated looks. The cut is very different. The jackets are very different from what they used to be. Um, I really like this one here. It's like a, a raft, a pool raft wrapped around, <laughs> which is interesting. I liked, I don't know if this is the one, this one was cool. Um, it feels very Star Wars-y on the one hand. And then this mask also feels very Star Wars-y. <laughs> but there was another like big puffy out jacket that I really liked. So I don't think these are all the looks, but there was some cool stuff that was being shown. I honestly haven't seen a review that was just of the clothes. Uh, everything is getting into the controversy. So yeah, we had some celebrity walkers too. Like this is um, Rick Owen's wife, uh, Michelle LeMay, I think is her name, which is cool to see. And her and Rick were spotted in Paris today, all wearing like Yeezy season nine clothing. So some good looks, interesting looks. And I think it fits with Ye's kind of style and these alien looks, of course, very much looking like alien people, which feels more concept than actual like clothing that's going to be sold. <laughs> um, but the next day, all anybody could talk about was the shirts. And by the time Ye woke up, he ended up focusing in on uh, Gabriella here. Um, he had a few posts about her and this kind of kicked off the controversy. It's like in the aftermath of the show, a lot of people were a bit stunned because as much talk as there was about the clothes, there were people that were kind of immediately reacting over the shirts and people that kind of noticed it, but weren't really thinking so much about it uh, until I think hours had passed or time had passed. And you started to see this building up of the conversation around the shirt itself and by the next day that's all people were talking about and gabriella is one of the big voices in fashion uh she's an editor for vogue or one of the main editors for vogue and she said some <sighs> she posted an instagram story about the yay show and specifically the shirt and she started getting into not just the implications of the shirt, but the implications of the shirt while also having kids in a school uh, and the choir there. And what's it mean to have these kids singing when you're wearing a shirt like that and really taking it into a negative and dark place and insinuating kind of some of the worst things that I've seen somebody say about everything. And Ye did not like that. He took that very personally and went on the attack against her, calling out her looks, her fashion. Uh, and you can see here that Moa Lola, uh, Moa Lola texted Ye and said, I also don't think you should insult that writer. You could actually have real conversation about the tea. And this is a, a bit of a recap of things. This is kind of the first arc or the intro, the intro arc to everything. So uh, Delilah K or Delilah K here with the article or Sia K not Sia um, talking about it and Kanye West the White Lives Matter shirt and Gabriella Carefa Johnson a debacle made for Instagram so on Monday evening Paris Fashion Week Kanye held a last minute Yeezy fashion show where he wore a black long sleeve shirt emblazoned with the words White Lives Matter. Uh, the shirt, as worn by model uh, Sela Marley, daughter of Lauren Hill, granddaughter of Bob Marley, in the show appeared to be part of the Yeezy Season 9 collection. Candace Owens was in attendance, and by the looks of the conservative commenters matching version, the shirt also came in white. Yeah, there was a, a, a white version. And on the front, this has been 
We'll kind of get into that in a second, more about the shirt and what caused more of the uproar. But the reaction was swift. Jaden Smith walked out. Yeah, he like was not with it immediately. As soon as he saw the shirt and Ye talking and Ye talking about like being a leader while wearing that shirt, Jaden bounced and posted about it. British Vogue editor-in-chief Edward Enifel called the shirt insensitive given the state of the world. The New York Times review of the show said there is no excuse for the shirt. And Gabriella Carefa Johnson, Vogue's global contributing fashion fashion editor at large, who is also at the show, described the style in Instagram stories as indefensible behavior. Later adding that while she could see how West would have considered the shirt something of a Duchampian provocation, it didn't land and it was deeply offensive, violent, and dangerous. It's no surprise that West, who officially changed his name to Ye last year would get prickly over the criticism, but he went on to single out Karefa Johnson on his own Instagram by posting a photograph of a stylish of the stylish, surelyly announcing stylist, surelyly announcing this is not a fashion person, and mocking Karefa Johnson's shoes. He also posted a screenshot of the editor's personal IG account. While the internet has long had mixed position on how to respond to Ye's online tantrums over the years, this was an act of bullying far more unequivocal and clear-cut than, say, a divorced celeb ranting about his ex-wife on Instagram Live. And for the fashion industry, which has a long history of championing eccentric geniuses, this was an attack on one of its own. Shows of support for Karefa Johnson streamed in, primarily on, yes, Instagram, from the likes of Supreme Creative Director Tremaine Emery, uh, Haley Bieber, and Gigi Hadid, who left a comment on one of Ye's posts saying, you wish you had a percentage of her intellect and calling him a bully in a joke. Yeah, Gigi really went in. For anyone attempting to keep up with the whole debacle, it required a good deal of toggling back and forth on Instagram accounts over several days, not to mention an act for catching all the said posts, stories, and comments before they expired or were deleted. Amid the dramatics, I found myself thinking about the singularly critical role of the one platform uh, this one platform has played in facilitating and documenting both the connections and clashes between celebrities and everyone else. Perhaps Adam Mosseri would rest a little easier about Instagram's ongoing existential crisis and quit pining after TikTok if he could only understand that this is Instagram's true value. Okay. On Tuesday night, Vogue also uploaded perhaps the definitive statement in support for Gabriella as to who might have coordinated the detet. Uh, so, okay. What happened is in the aftermath. So that's, that's, uh, the end of that. We can go to this yay uh, post here. And he said here. Nope. That wasn't it. He said here. Okay. Yeah. He posted her. So he posted all of these kind of like negative photos. And then a few hours later said, I'm not letting people go to bed thinking I didn't meet with Gabrielle at 5 p.m. today for two hours. Then we went to dinner at 30. Anna had Boz Lerman in a winter. Uh, Boz Lerman film our meeting, you know the guy that directed Elvis, uh, and whatchamacallit, um, Great Gatsby. Film our meeting, and we are editing tonight. We took pics, and I was instructed to not post them. It felt like she was being used like Trevor Noah and other black people to speak on my expression. She expressed that her company did not instruct her to speak on my t-shirt expression. We apologized to each other for the way we made each other feel. We actually got along and have both experienced the fight for acceptance in a world that's not our own. She disagreed. I disagreed. We disagreed. At least we both love Ferdy and fashion. So it was kind of this nice ending to what started off as a pretty tumultuous day the fact that these two could start in antagonistic places and come together and this is somebody that was like very critical of what Ye did and the fact that they could have this conversation and find a middle ground this is the kind of thing i was talking about about 
not jumping into the conversation because if we jumped in right after the shirt comes out then it's all this talk about like the dramatics of the shirts or the overreaction to the shirts and then if we made a, a post or a video about the initial posts then it's suddenly like yay does this so oh my goodness but then this happens and that gives a little bit more perspective of okay if gabriella could come to some sort of understanding about what's going on meet with yay come away uh with good intentions like she spoke positively of the event on her own stories i don't think she said she completely understood but at least like came away feeling better about the situation then maybe that's something the rest of everybody else could feel because that's what we've seen i probably should have stated this up front in 2016 with everything with yay there was all this drama around the taylor swift stuff and then about uh, his first like mention of Donald Trump. And usually with context over time, as he talks about it more, the amount of anger towards it passes. The same thing happened with the MAGA hat. There's still people, of course, that it's a deal breaker for them. They'll never come back across the line. But even with the MAGA hat, you start to hear more about what it meant to him and where he was at politically at the time. And that he's still aligned with like Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders, Bernie Sanders, uh, politics, but he liked the fact that Trump was an outsider that became president. You could understand why that appealed to him as a kid from Chicago that wasn't supposed to be in the music industry, as a producer who wasn't supposed to be a rapper, as a rapper who wasn't supposed to be a singer or artist, as an artist who wasn't supposed to be in fashion. All these ways in which Ye like broke through barriers, he sees Trump attain the presidency and the MAGA hat means something different to him and for him when he wears it and as you hear him talk about it over time there's more of a middle ground that people settle into same thing with tmz the initial reaction is this like intensity but as you start to get more context things take shape and it felt like that was a similar thing that was happening here like initial storm but yay's talking with people about it perspective is coming out and maybe there's going to be a middle ground that's brings everybody a little back to the middle. If you disagree completely, maybe you have more understanding. And if you agree completely, maybe you have more understanding, you know? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Um, but <laughs> then we went into a whole other area of events because it's not just Yay reacting to individuals, but the fact that he feels that corporations are after him. As he said, like uh, she said, her company did not instruct her. He feels like the powers that be behind the fashion industry, um, like Arnaud, uh, the guy that owns Louis Vuitton menswear, is uh, sending people after him. So that was one of the things that, this was one of the big posts that happened that day. Tremaine Emery, uh, Denim Tears, who was with Ye in 2018 a lot, and was around for, I think, Yay, Kitsy Ghost, leading into the Yandi stuff. Um, he commented, and Yay reposted it without really 
like he had no caption at first and then he went back in and added a caption but tremaine commented and said i gotta draw the line at you using virgil's death in your yay is the victim campaign in front of your sycophant peanut algorithm gallery your best friend virgil uh this time last year you said virgil's designs are a disgrace to the black community in front of all your employee at yeezy ask lucette holland i got all the receipts don't let me get into things you said about v after his death uh yay tell the people why you didn't get invited to virgil's actual funeral the one before the public one at the museum you knew virgil had terminal cancer and you wrote on him in group chats at yeezy interviews you were so broken keep virgil name out of your mouth keep gabriella's name out of your mouth you're not a victim you're just an insecure narcissist that's dying for validation from the fashion world take care at least we'll always have uganda blistering uh and that was something that a lot of people responded to a lot of people that were on the fence initially had negative feelings towards like that swayed them if somebody um if this stuff was true that was like a deal breaker for them and then other people of course were like what does he know and can we believe all of this you know what's the context they want more information uh and yay just responded with in war they will send your own people at you uh, good one, Bernard. So he's referring to Bernard Arnault, the head of Louis Vuitton, and that's what he means here. Let's remember Supreme is owned by Louis Vuitton Men's House. Uh, in war, they will send your own people. And in the top of this article, remember it said Tremaine was the, where is it? He's the head of Supreme. So that's why Ye was bringing up Supreme. So Supreme's owned by Louis Vuitton. Ye called out Louis Vuitton, uh, specifically Bernard. And now he's saying like, you know, this is top-down pressure. They're sending people after me, is, which is also what he thought Gabriella was. Like the powers that be are sending these people after me and they're going on the offensive. So it seems like when he has that view on what's happening, uh, he doesn't see the person as like, the person having their opinion but when he talks to the person like he did with gabriella it's better like they disagree but they still find a middle ground it can coexist and all the stuff with candace that was kind of the deal breaker for a lot of other people because when the shirt was initially part of the fashion show it's in the context of these fashion shows that usually have some kind of commentary on society. Like we had made a video talking about Ye walking for Balenciaga and they're walking through this like mud <laughs> track. And the statement was that it's getting at the like muddiness, muddy like truth of life or getting into the dirt of life and how you have to kind of like go through the dirt to find all the like key information it's symbolic it's commenting on something demna is known for these kinds of things a lot of these fashion shows have some kind of theme or statements or reflection on life so when yay wears the shirt and it's part of the fashion show you have people that are kind of giving it the benefit of the doubt maybe of course there are people that are just like no there's no excuse which is what the new york times said but then other people that are like i'm willing to hear what he thinks the shirt means right but then there were people that as soon as they saw this photo it's one off the rails for them because candace is a very uh how do you want to put it divisive <laughs> uh right-wing commentator and she is very smart and well-spoken and very charismatic and has built a large audience over the last 
like six years that she's really been like doing her thing in the conservative space. And her and Ye met through Rick Rubin in 2017, 2018. Maybe end of 2017, but at least by 2018, um, which is why Ye had posted kind of the thing that kicked off his whole, like this whole arc was, I like the way Candace Owens thinks. And then very quickly they became like in-person friends. So when the shirt was part of the show, people had misgivings about it, but some people, well, I mean, again, some people felt very clearly that it was a bad thing, but other people were in the middle ground and other people were just like, it's fine. Ye has a reason. But when Candace came into it, it now becomes a political thing because she's a political person. Everything that she says and does is part of her political brand. And standing there with Ye wearing the shirt is obviously going to now make it political. And it did. It spread among a lot of both right and left <laughs> sides of the internet and became like this lightning rod again the same way when Ye put on the MAGA hat the same way when he went and met with Trump and now suddenly it's a thing that's uh, either agreeing with people who have been saying this or like shocking people that feel the complete opposite way you have celebrities of course and everyday people but of course like it's become fuel in the way that you would expect something like this to become fuel, which was the problem that a lot of people had with it. Like regardless of the artistic statement that Ye is trying to make, wants others to understand, the message is going to be co-opted by people who are a lot more serious about this and a lot more angry about this. And it's going to be fuel for what they do. And you're gonna have people that view that as the end all be all. And you're gonna have people that don't think that Ye should be responsible for that kind of uh, how other people respond to it and what other people do with it, that he's trying to do something else with it, and that's allowable. And of course, people are going to fight then about that. If you disagree with them, then you're not supporting him or you're not free thinking. And if you agree with him, how could you be so narrow minded, yada, yada, yada. And it just devolves. The, the fan base itself fractures because everybody, while we agree on yay, we have different feelings on so many other things, right? Like if we're just going to talk sports, uh, there are going to be so many people that are Steelers and Ravens fans that I'm just like, how dare you? You know, as much as we all get along around yay, talking about just like football itself, we'll find reasons to kind of like <laughs> politely, like for fun, disagree about our teams. But as it starts to become about more serious topics like politics, that's going to really like the conversations I've seen already on Twitter under posts that I've made or others have made have been really intense and often mean on both sides of things. Like the the left and the right side of the conversation have been very mean to each other. And that's one of the, the sad parts about this because it's just like, regardless of how you feel about Ye wearing the shirt, there's going to be a cost. And the people that are supporting him no matter what think the people that aren't are overreacting and the people that aren't supporting him think the people that are sticking behind are overreacting and it just leads to a lot of anger either way because you're either angry that people don't understand and you want to yell at somebody about it or you're angry that 
other people aren't quitting and you want to yell at somebody about it. But I think it all just gets back to the fact that it's tumultuous times can be hard on everybody and not having a good way to talk about it with a lot of other people can just lead to people clashing. And I think that's really the thing that I'm disappointed the most in about it is just the stress that it brings to the people that care so much about this topic that regardless of how they feel, they're going to get swept into some kind of negative confrontation if they're existing on the internet. And if you're watching this content, you're probably part of, you know, the conversation that's going to happen in the comments or on WhatsApp ever or on Twitter or Instagram or any of these other places where you're going to probably be yelled at by somebody <laughs> that feels differently than you. And uh, that kind of sucks when we just all want to kind of enjoy uh, everything and be fans of yay and the music and what he's doing when things like this happen. It's stressful, even if you're trying to maintain a positive outlook, because then that's condemned. And if you go the negative route, then that's condemned. Ugh. But this entering the realm of politics because of the photo with Candace is the thing that kind of lit the powder keg on all of this. And there's going to be people that argue about the benefit of conversation around this the same way in 2018 there was a benefit in the fact that yay was bringing up i think a very serious issue with monolithic thoughts and the ways in which we have expectations for people and what they're allowed to think and not think not just in the political realm but just in general if the example i go back to is if you're uh somebody that lives in new york and you're wearing a boston hat there are going to be people that are upset with you that legitimately like are angry at you for being in new york and wearing a boston hat how can you be in new york and not be a fan of the yankees or wear that hat it happens wherever if you're an anime fan and you don't like naruto you're gonna have people that yell at you if you're a superhero fan but you don't like the snyder movies you're gonna have people that get very mad at you and it's just like the intensity of thinking that everybody has to agree and not respecting the other perspectives was something that yay really brought about in terms of conversation in 2018 and i'm sure there's going to be conversations that happen here because there's always like regardless of how good or bad something is, there's always at least a conversation that takes place and we learn more about ourselves and others in the aftermath. There's the silver lining, but that also doesn't mean there's not issues that come up as well. So <sighs> this definitely is causing conversation, which is one of the things Ye is great at. Um, but that's really the thing that like took it to the next level because it's one thing when it's the artistic statement it's another thing when it starts to feel political and when this stuff has been so politicized in the last years and really like divisively and polarized in that way um you just start to get people that feel like such intensity towards it and <laughs> yay ended up posting what seemed like a very like run-of-the-mill yay post like who should play me in in a yay movie uh, my pick is Jamie Foxx, one of the greatest geniuses. And Ye and Jamie Foxx go back, right? And Ye obviously respects Jamie Foxx. We know previously he had wanted Will Ferrell and, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name, the guy from Eastbound and Down. Oh, it's right there on the tip of my tongue. Uh, to play him in a movie. Um, oh my God, Kenny Powers. What's his name? Uh, but 
he said Jamie Foxx this time. And I kind of wondered, Jamie Foxx made this post uh, just right before, which he starts reminiscing on everything that led to the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement. And he ended his post with the hashtag BLM. So it seems like he was indirectly responding to the controversy around Ye's shirt. And it seems like Ye <laughs> then was indirectly responding to Jamie Foxx, indirectly responding to the shirts and kind of like power playing. Like somebody's going to play me in a movie one day. Why does it Jamie Foxx play me in a movie? Um, and he had like a few other, like in his most recent post uh, right here, no, right here. He ends up saying, I'm sure John Legend still wants a pair <laughs> um, about these boots, the boots. So he ends up like not being happy about Gabriella again. So he said, and those boots Gab was wearing were fucking trash. Uh, so even though they had this nice meeting, he goes back to attacking what she wears. And he says, and Justin, get your girl before I get mad. Referring to Justin Bieber and Hallie Bieber had said something. I didn't see her exact comment yet. But she also came to Gabriella's defense and called out Ye. So the same way that Ye kind of went after Gabriella, went after um, Tremaine, and then is mentioning uh, Hallie Bieber, I feel like probably the Jamie Foxx thing wasn't just like good fun, but responding to it. I even talk about the front of the shirt. So you can see here the front of the shirt is Pope John Paul II. And there was a big theory going around that... On October 3rd, like 1992 or whenever it was, Sinead O'Connor was performing at Saturday Night Live and she went up on stage and tore a photo of the Pope, ended her career. And she was calling out the Pope for like a bunch of protecting like bad priests. Is that what it was? Like the priests that have been like hurting kids, like that kind of thing. Um or just stuff the church had done in general she was upset about. So she tore the photo and people freaked out. I think if you did that nowadays, nobody would care. But back then when things were a bit more traditional still, like it was becoming a little more Wild West, but the 90s as somebody that lived in the 90s was still a much more like conservative in ways time. So she lost her career and went on like a week later to do a performance and she performed the song War. So the fact that it was like the same exact date all these years later that before the show, Ye posted something with the word war as the comment, which he's been saying war a lot, but he said that one word specifically and then had Pope John Paul II on a shirt. It made people wonder if he was making a reference to the Saturday Night Live moment and this is more performance arts. It, there are a bunch of theories that are cherry picking specific things like he did this awful thing and Ye's putting him on the shirt to call out like don't be like him or he forgave his enemies so Ye's putting him on the shirt to like forgive his enemies i think the latin on it said we'll follow your example something like that um so like we're gonna follow his behavior and either it's ironic or not ironic or if he's forgiving his enemies having the white lives matter shirt like means something there is also a whole thing about uh, mystery messages, uh, which we can get to, where is it? <laughs> My dog. Uh, maybe I don't have the exact post of it, but essentially in one of Ye's messages uh, down here, 
you could see more text like below and above if you change the brightness on it or the whiteness on it. Maybe it was this one above or below, but there was just a little bit at the bottom that said, I thought it was funny for a black person to tell a white person that white lives matter. And that seemed like the explanation for the shirts, but then no explanation actually followed. It wasn't something that he officially released. Even here, he says, um, where was it? Nothing happened, but my t-shirt to the Arnauts that hire anybody. Um, I want to just let everybody know there was also a fashion week. He had some post where he just said like, I wore the shirts <laughs> because I wore the shirt. I wonder what Gigi and Venus's perspectives were when I didn't know where my children was on her birthday. Gabby told me that she disagreed with that. And that's me putting it in a nice way. She said it was on her group chats. So yeah, yay was upset about all the people coming to Gabby's defense, but not his defense when he went public on Instagram and was like, uh, I can't go to my kid's birthday party. They won't tell me where it is, where she is. She's going to have this birthday and just think her dad wasn't there. And I don't want her to have that memory. Like I want to be there. What's happening. So yay saying when I was asking for help, nobody came to my defense and we're making posts, but Gabby told me that she disagreed with that and people are talking about it. So why did people attack me about my t-shirts? But Candace Owens was the only public figure to say that it was wrong for the Kardashians to keep me from seeing my daughter, which I thought there were a few more, but Candace did talk about it. Or we just chime in when we want to tear a black man down for actually having a different political opinion. Uh, and for all audience so outraged about my t-shirt, where was you when I couldn't see my kids? Uh, I went public hoping for support at that time. And I do get it. I think that's one of those things where it's in the realm of the private life where people are like, I don't know what's going on in their marriage. And I don't want to, or they're like, I guess it's the aftermath of their marriage, but I don't want to comment without like knowing what else is going on because that seems like a, a private matter or private life versus this being two people publicly arguing about something that was public. So then people feel more strongly about stepping in. Um, but then I know there's going to be people that are like, how dare you call out <laughs> Ye's logic on that? Uh, uh, so there was that, and then Chloe responded to that, and Ye posted that as well. <laughs> so Chloe was saying, like, you keep bringing it on here. You're the father of my nieces and nephews, and I'm trying to be respectful, but please stop tearing Kimberly down and using our family when he wanted to deflect. Again, with the birthday, I don't think he was deflecting. I think he was calling out that there's, like, where was the support for me? Uh, I see the criticisms. I hear the criticisms, but where is the support? Again, with the birthday narrative, enough already. We all know the truth. And in my opinion, everyone's tired of it. You know exactly where your children are at all times and you wanted separate birthdays. I've seen all of the text to prove it. And when you changed your mind and wanted to attend, you came. Like you have pointed out yourself, she is the one taking care of your kids 80% of the time. Please leave her and the family out of it so the kids can be raised peacefully. I come from a place of love and I'm happy to continue this conversation privately. And Ye said, you are lying and you are liars. Y'all basically kidnapped Chicago on her birthday so she could remember her father not being there. Trav gave me the address of my child's party. That's how y'all play with black fathers. Y'all also threw a party before Psalm's birthday when I was flying back from Japan. 
plan to be there for his birthday, and the first I heard about it was seeing pics of the party online. Also, I should see my children 100% of the time, but since there's a separation, it should have been 50% of the time. Y'all wouldn't have played with Donda like that in Jesus' name. So Ye's still like unhappy about the child uh, care situation or the, the time division of the situation. And that's kind of coming back, which was something that kind of started with the Gap, Adidas, and Ye being upset about how things are going uh, with like North not being able to go to Donda Academy and wanting to have a say in that. And again, he's just saying that y'all do things and don't include me, and that's frustrating. So that ends up part of this as well. So there's a whole lot of like yay versus the world right now. Oh, I wanted to show Selah's, um, <laughs> Selah's post. Where was it? Uh, so right here. So she sent this text message to yay I think he's sleeping, but I'm ready for us to have the conversation. Tell Ye to text me when he wakes up so we can continue to move this conversation forward and provide the necessary clarity, depth, and healing that we are collectively in need of. Love you guys regardless. And it's a text where she's like, hey, Ye, is this your actual number? This is Selah, by the way. You may be sleeping, but I think that what we did was has obviously created a lot of conversation. And I would like us to, con to continue that conversation and provide the necessary depth and clarity that we are both extremely capable of. I love taking risks and embracing freedom. But in this case, I think we can continue to discuss the depth behind our decisions to show the purity of our intentions and provide healing to our community. Love you so much. Let's keep this going in a healthy way. Uh, so basically, it seems like there was a conversation behind the scenes that she had with him about what the shirt meant, the context of it, that made her feel comfortable with putting it on and being part of this. But that he hasn't clarified any of it. Uh, she hasn't felt in the position to clarify any of it. So now she's just kind of... <laughs> like hey hey can we like talk about this and it's just like nope <laughs> no talking about it and i don't see the post on yeezy archives but he did maybe he just reposted it to his story but um that kind of cracked me up so now we're in the state of yay kind of reacting to the people that have reacted negatively towards him and reacting to the people that have reacted positively towards him like this here uh did he reacts to yay's white lives matter shirt controversy my boy is a super free thinker and a lot of times what he means is misconstrued misconstrued so yay just kind of showing the love from diddy and then um daily mail has been really fair and positive god is good i'm used to attacks from hollywood actors so to get support for standing my ground is amazing we broke the mind control nobody is trauma drunk no more god is fighting the battle for us um and then here is another one, Daily Mail article, of course. Uh, Kanye is not alone. Black academic claims rapper's views are supported in African-American communities across America after he publicly condemned BLM and said everyone knows it was a scam. Uh, that was another thing that he had posted. <laughs> he was just like, everybody knows it's a scam. I put an end to it. You're welcome. Uh, which was also a very bold uh, way of defining it. Where was it? Not there. Uh, and then Arnaud's like, son also responded, and Ye responded to them at one point as well. So he's definitely like feeling the heat and kind of vibing with it. He had this post earlier that's very much a meme post. I forget where this was. I think this was Kim. 
was it? Ah, uh, but somebody was being sprayed with these spray guns. I remember seeing like this clip, uh, but he put the white lives matter text over it and said, Oh, and I did a, sh- uh, a t-shirt dress too. good artist borrow great artist steal. I'm the Louvre, which kind of cracked me up. It's like great artist steal. I'm the Louvre. Like I have so many, like I'm such a great artist with so many works that I'm essentially the Louvre. It's like, massive museum with all this art which also kind of seems like a call out um rolling stone did an article about yay like borrowing the same thing that we made a video on a couple weeks ago that people got really mad at um rolling stone did an article on it so it might be a reference to that the same way that the jamie fox thing might have been a reference to jamie fox's post because it seems yay's just very aware right now of people that are supporting or not supporting What's interesting, Scott Adams, who's also more on the conservative ends of thinking or appealing to more the the lib, not liberals. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, libertarian mindset on things. I think I might have got that right. Uh, who did the Dilbert cartoons for so long? He made a video and he's talked about Ye in the past before. I think Ye's like posted about him before. He's very much in the political space and he was saying that he went out and bought a Black Lives Matter shirt to show reciprocity to Ye. And that it's ultimately about respect and showing respect to everybody since everyone's so divided right now, the more respect you can show to the other side is really a benefit to the other side and to everybody because we're not going to make it through the polarization that's really occurred in the country over the last 20 years if we don't find a way to respect one another and respect differences of opinion in any way. And that sounded really great to me. I mean, (laughs) there's obviously going to be times where lines are crossed, but also times where maybe there should be a bit more conversation had rather than total and absolute rejection at the end of the day. Like, mm So this is Ye always kind of toes that line of people put him in conversations where they're like R. Kelly and Ye. And it's like the two things are so absolutely distinctly and absurdly different to compare R. Kelly and Ye is to show like an extreme ignorance and almost an insult to what happened to R. Kelly's victims compared to Ye having like some thoughts that you don't like or saying some things that you don't like. Yes, they can be negative. Yes, they can stir up controversy. But at the end of the day, Ye doesn't actually like, hurt anyone or has done something that's directly resulted in somebody hurting someone. And there's an irony to the fact that the media gets so on their high horse about the harm Ye might do when the industry as a whole is so harmful for the way in which they spin stories, tell stories, like hyper-focus on targets. Like every media outlet that's been critical of Ye has caused some kind of damage to somebody's life like in a way that Ye has never done. And they probably won't take responsibility for that ever and just say, you know, we are 
storytellers and truth tellers and if like we get it wrong sometimes and we admit it's it's like you get it wrong and you like harm people (laughs) like the media is destructive and is one of the way reasons why the country is so obsessed right now with polarized politics with drama like the clickbait that media websites have made so much money on has engendered so much of the focus that people have for this kind of stuff because it's what sells they appeal to that level of human interest but then they condemn that level of human interest why don't people pay more attention to the deeper things because you're feeding them this bullshit all the time and then attacking other people and getting on your high horse i just i find the hypocrisy of the media very infuriating uh as somebody that's tangentially in that realm (sighs) so all of that is to say that like this is a tumultuous time there are clearly aspects of this that's are going to have short-term ripple effects on both sides of things. Some are going to be worse than what people think. Some are going to be better than what people think. But we'll see how this all kind of shakes out and how the story progresses. At this point, Ye is feeling heat from a number of sources. And the fashion industry that seemed kind of poised to give him an easy win are shutting the door i think a bit uh with this because it's like with all the controversies yay has had if he had just shown up and done the show in the most like straightforward way possible not worn this shirt but given the speech that he gave did the show i think a lot of people would have reacted with this was a a triumph this is somebody finally kicking the door down but wearing this shirt and doing this for whatever reasons that Ye's doing this for, I think is something where the fashion industry on a whole is going to say, eh, like we don't want this kind of drama happening right now. We don't get this kind of focus and attention normally. Like we get it within our circles, but we control that. And the spotlight that you're bringing right now, they might feel is a little less the... (laughs) the focus that they want. So I find that like a bit of a shame because it really seemed like at the start of that show that this was going to be like a huge moment in the next chapter of Ye and like a very easy walk ahead for him. And now I'm sure he's still going to recover and be fine, but it's going to be a much lonelier climb than I think it would have been. And he may not get the reception from the fashion industry, especially going after Gabriella. Uh, who seems to have a lot of friends and a lot of like cachet in that realm. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But we'll be back when there's more like news. I'm still giving this time to shape up. We're also recording our new podcast season on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. So if I'm a little slower on videos, it's because like I talked for two hours earlier recording that and had like prep for the last couple days, like doing the lyrical analysis and preparing what I was going to say. So doing interviews too, like we've been starting to interview like a lot of people, which is exciting because we have like 
YouTubers, actors, wrestlers, like professional wrestlers, other musicians and artists, uh, academics, like a whole slew of very interesting people that we're going to be talking to for this season. So if videos are just like a little bit of a slower pace uh, for the next like couple weeks, that's part of it. So just <laughs> be understanding a little bit. Though we're 54 minutes into the video, I'm sure anybody that's watched this far is going to be understanding regardless. So I'm kind of preaching to the choir. But thank you for watching. Hopefully this answered some questions. Uh, if not, then <laughs> uh, ask, ask away in the comments. But that's it for now. Until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.